That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. Week 9 is over, but we are not over at all. We got week 10 to get to and lots of good stuff to go over. We got waiver wire ads. We got our leaders. We got our flops. We got the doc in the house. And, of course, Mr. Mallard was with some sophistication. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. You know, the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There it is. Let's get it on. We got, like I said, we had a busy week nine and even busier week 10. Let's get the introduction started. Welcome to the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. I am not going to get fooled by that mute button again. I am here. Let's go. Let's go, guys. Fred, I wish I was on your level, but my hockey team is the San Jose Sharks, and we suck, 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 suck. So I'm still on the football. I'm looking forward to this week. We're going to see Chase Young, baby. SF Nation is back. If your team was the Jets, you'd be moving on to hockey, too, no matter what your team was. Let's also welcome to Studio Fred, the Jester Reyes. Yes, yes, yeah! Let's go, baby. Listen, this is the best time of year. You got football going on. You got basketball. You got hockey going on. You know what's coming up soon? Everybody partake in the Jester Sacks giveaway. Everything is coming up soon. You're in a good time. It's a holiday spirit. Let's start get going. Let's, let's make it happen. I already got right. I already got the Hall of Fame helmet to give away, so we're gonna see what else we get. We're gonna get. All right, we're loading up. Fred is loading up his sack. All right, let's pay the bills. <laughs> Forget go to tssfantasy.com. My rankings are up to date for Week Ten. We'll wait for the others here later on this week, but just make sure you go check those out. Also, go to Underdog Fantasy. For a very limited time, we're going to double your deposit. Not one, not two, not three, not four. $500. Get yourself a nice stack. Put your code in TSS Fantasy. Get yourself going. If I lose my first double, can I keep doubling? Yeah, no, unfortunately, it's for new customers only. You want to make sure that was said. Um, also, Jazz Sportsbook, don't forget about the using our promo code TSS for that as well. And look for some championship bling for your fantasy champion. Look no further than Pro and Belts. Before I bring in the doc in, quick funny story. It is a fantasy show. Just a quick fantasy story so um justin i'm sure you can appreciate this i'm in a non-ppr league i am up 15 points but playing austin eckler last night and i have nobody so i figure i'm in trouble but i do figure if austin eckler stays out of the end zone i might be all right well of course you know if you watch the game script he gets in immediately so of course i'm like all right well it's over well, I go check later in the fourth just to see what the score is. Well, I'll be damned if I ain't up but 30, 40 yards pretty much, um, right, you know, three, four points. Like, it, it's looking, like, feasibly good. We're getting to three minutes left into this ball game. I'm like, I'm going to win this fucking game. I can't believe it. And Zach Wilson decides. He pulled a Zach fucking Wilson. Gives, not only does he give the – this is how, how my luck is. Not only – does he give the fucking fumble to the Chargers? They decide to run it back. And then I'm like, okay, all the way. Just run it all the way. Just run it all the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Here comes the ref come running down. Oh, no, no. He stepped out right here at the two fucking yard line with three minutes to go. What else are the Chargers going to do? They had to run the football. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, of course, Austin Eckler splashes in. My fucking game's over. I hate fantasy football. Let's bring in the doctor. 
The doctor is in, and he at least is a winner. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Commissioner, sorry about your Eckler story. Or I guess really that's a, that's a Jets problem there more than an Eckler problem. Sorry for <laughs> you regardless, my friend. So let's start, with, uh, let's start with some quick ones before we get into the meat of tonight's show. Corderell Patterson, he had an ankle sprain in the first half, but he did return in the second, so that's looking good for Patterson. Moving on to Christian Watson. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was tagged with chest and back injury after. <clears throat> I'm sorry. This doesn't make for good podcasting. <clears throat> Excuse right. me. After his only catch this weekend, but he did not sustain a concussion. So that's really good for Watson owners, not in concussion protocol. KJ Osborne can't say the same. So he was carted off the field this weekend and then now is in concussion protocol. So stay tuned for Brian later in the week. Dallas Godert, so broke his right forearm. And, and the story is it was after a stiff arm, but I don't think it was after the stiff arm that, that broke his forearm. I think it was after the defender landed on his forearm. So he had surgery yesterday, Monday, and this is likely a trip to the IR. They're saying four weeks, but I think that's a very ambitious timeline. Um, so Godert, done for about a month, expect him on the IR. Let's move to the big ones for tonight's show. Things have gone from bad to worse for Daniel Jones. So he missed the last three weeks with the neck injury, right? This was the chronic neck injury we've talked about more than once in the segments. And then this weekend, his right knee buckled as he was backing up, right? He's dropping back for a pass, and it was this weird buckling. It was confirmed that it is, in fact, a right ACL anterior cruciate ligament tear that's going to end his season. So ACL tears are super common from non-contact injuries than from contact injuries. We've talked about that a lot, but usually landing or changing direction. This was a really strange way to tear it. Not a good look for Daniel Jones, right? Not a very dominant look way to tear it. Um, he right now is really glad that he inked a $160 million contract before the season started, right? He's got $35 million guaranteed for next year. I don't know if he plays a single snap next season. Ooh, bad look for Jones. Well, to be fair to Daniel Jones, I remember tearing my meniscus playing ping pong. So to give him, make him feel a little bit better. <laughs> but in all seriousness, and that particular injury, and you can cor correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I just thought, well, maybe he had torn it earlier and just maybe it didn't, you know, <laughs> register, whatever. Maybe there was some swelling, whatever it might have been. And then when he took that step, it finally, because there, like you said, I've never seen an ACL tear uh, with like non-contact. I mean, well, I shouldn't say non-contact, but non like forces, I guess, if you will, um, pushing him in one way or the other. He would just look like he was just basically walking backwards. So it was just crazy. Yeah, so things are better if you're Jalen Hurts now. So no secret is right knee has been bothering him since at least week eight. That we know of, maybe sooner. Um, I'm really happy that the Eagles have a week 10 bye. This could not be better time for Hurts. Uh, but I think there's no reason to think he won't be back in himself by week 11. But I'd be curious what you guys say to this. You know, it might be worth giving him an extra week or two after the bye. The Eagles, I was going to say they're dominating their division, but they're dominating football right now. And they need him for a deep playoff run. Um, you know, it's out of my wheelhouse to speculate if they're going to rest him a little bit. But it may be wise to let him fully recover for a couple of weeks before bringing him back. Because you need to talk about Jalen Hurts in 2024. We don't we don't really need him the rest of 2023. So, I don't know. It's, it's worth speculating for, for you guys. Well, for my fantasy roster, I certainly hope that's not the case. Um, but in, you know, in football wise, I would think what they would do in the position that they're in, um, is, you know, obviously, but bring him back, but get, cause they're almost close to that point where they can nail down home field advantage throughout. And I think once that happens, that's probably when they'll be like, all right, we're going to shut Jalen down, let him rest before the playoffs. And, you know, you got, you know, a good with the buy, then he's got a good rest. Um, for a little bit prior. So that's what we're going to say, Fred, my bad. We have to take into consideration that their next five games are the Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Mm -hmm. You don't want to lose to the Chiefs. You lost to them in the Super Bowl. You don't want to lose to the uh, decent Bills team, the 49ers. 
you're going to see them in the conference championship. So Cowboys, your division rivals. So, yeah, you can't really sit them the next five. Yeah. Hurts will be back week 11. <laughs> yeah, we'll see him then, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> hey, let's end the show on a – or the segment on a, on a low note. Cam Akers. So the MRI confirmed what everybody feared. He's torn his left Achilles tendon. And he missed most of 2021 with a torn right Achilles. And, and you know, I, I was the first to say I was wrong on his ability to recover rapidly. He became, if not the first, the most prominent NFL player to undergo, we've talked about that, that internal brace procedure, the speed bridge, uh, which turned his timeline for recovery from a year to five and a half months. And, you know, he came back at the end of the 2021 postseason. Uh, I didn't think he'd come back that quick. I didn't think he'd be as explosive as he's been. So, again, confirm that it was now the other Achilles that's ruptured. Um, here is the understatement maybe of the year. Yeah. Coach Kevin O'Connell said, quote, Cam is pretty bummed out, end quote. You think? Um, so I'm not familiar with a player, particularly a running back, making a comeback from two, both ankles, two Achilles tears. Call Aaron um, I hope I'm wrong, and I wish him the best, but I fear this may be a wrap in his career. Oof, man. Well, sorry to hear that. I know he's had some, um, you know, but he looked great after last the last Achilles. And like you said, though, having two and one, especially on the other foot, that's that's devastating for sure. So, um, all right, Doc. Well, thanks for that sombering ass news to uh, keep us going. That's how we transition. Well, uh, we appreciate you. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week, my friend. Take care, gentlemen. Yes, sir. You too. Let's get to our weekly leaders. There, there's a guy in Houston. I don't know if you guys are aware that dominated and CJ. Watching. Oh God! I mean, this guy. It was it was fun to watch that game. At least I was already depressed from the earlier morning football. So it was fun to watch that um, and see this kid just ball out. It was awesome. Uh, Forty one point eight points. Dak Prescott twenty eight point four. Jalen Hurts twenty five point nine. Josh Allen twenty five point seven. And how about someone else who balled out? Joshua Dobbs on a like weak turnaround doesn't know the people's names and comes in as your fifth fantasy QB of the week. Unbelievable job. Hats off to my friend. How do you find Josh Dobbs five teams in two years and I can't get Zach Wilson to throw a fucking ball to his running back? Well, let me, I, let me stick with Josh Dobbs. I watched that game too. That was a great game. This man just came on the field, no practice, no snap, no nothing. The coach is talking to him, and he is balling out. I mean, and that game, and Minnesota was hyped. They were like, "Holy shit, our season may not be trashed." <laughs> you know what well, I mean? So, yeah, much props to that guy. That's a that's a warrior. And Arizona just gave him to the Vikings. Here you go, trade that fool away. I mean, huge props, um, you know, to Dobbs, huge uh, props to their coach, huge props all the way around. They did a great job scheming up for him, coming in on a – I mean, it, again, he wasn't even supposed to be playing. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Guy pops in. I it just again uh, to be the fifth QB of the week, uh, that's just insane to me. So great job. Obviously, we have the um same hitters pretty much with uh, Dak, Jalen, and Josh, and then of course CJ Stroud's big day. Um, Justin, let's move on to the running back with you. Rashad White ends up numero uno, 27.9. Ramondre Stevenson makes a return, 22.9. Josh Jacobs, 21.8. 
Austin Eckler, go fuck yourself with 21. And Keaton Mitchell um, ends up with five here. <laughs> That's amazing. I was already, I had already been like, I put my stuff, I'm like, I'm, I'm already, I lost. And all of a sudden I just started, got all hyped up. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to win. I can't believe it. And then that happened. Oh my God. Anyway. All right. My bad. Justin, tell us. Give me somebody off this leaderboard at Kyra. <laughs> well, as, as somebody who hopes that Austin Eckler is a future guest on our show, I sincerely <laughs> apologize for my co-host's language. It was not your fault. That was all Zach Wilson's fault. <laughs> so fuck He's you, a fantasy Zach guy. Wilson. He gets it. He gets it. He's yeah, a fantasy no, guy. Times he has like his him on his team. Like I wonder out of how many leagues. Uh, one guy I want to focus in on is Rashad White. This is a guy who a lot of people have been really sour on, and he came out here, and the Bucks finally used him correctly. They got him involved in the passing game, and they got him those goal line carries. I mean, come on, guys. This is this. Team that went to a Super Bowl. We should know how to play football and play football with our running backs. I really like what they did. Keaton Mitchell, I think, is kind of like uh, he showed up. I don't know what to think of it because it was all garbage time, like all garbage time. It's like when uh, you know, when a quarterback comes in as a backup and absolutely shreds the defense. You're like, oh, that's cool, but what does it really mean? You know what I mean? So. I'm not really putting too much behind that. It was a nice performance. Uh, Seattle sucks. We all knew that. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see my boy Montre back on the list. I've been waiting for this man to fucking come around for a while now. Like, come on, Montre. Let's put a couple of these together. It's playoff time. I got you on a lot of playoff teams, Montre. I want you to start eating. So just so you know, for you, you just came out of it for, but for the majority of that whole take, you sounded like you were a fucking alien. Just so Dude, you, you know. sounded like you were still in Halloween. With an ex, with an ex- no, no, he sounded like one of That's the awesome. one of those those smoker PDAs, where he's like, oh, they, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Rest in peace, We shouldn't be saying that, but rest in peace. It's so fucked up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, awful. no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do. It. <laughs> I can't even. All right, receivers. Let's talk about let's talk about fantasy stuff. All right, fantasy receivers. Tank Dell. I mean, off the day, CG CJ Stroud had. Excuse me, twenty nine point six points. CD Lamb twenty eight point one. Noah Brown. Wow, <laughs> like this guy shows up out of nowhere. Twenty seven point three. Amari Cooper, 24.9. Stefan Diggs, 22.6. Fred, how about you, my friend? Anyone on the receivers here that caught your eye? Well, I, I'm really glad uh, Amari Cooper came through. You know, he wasn't having, he's been having an up and down season. But what better game to pick to bring Deshaun back than the Arizona Cardinals so you guys can get back to working together, get used to each other? 139 yards, five receptions, a touchdown. Deshaun looked good. So, hey, Cleveland looks like they might be on the way up. Decent quarterback, you know, run game, big-time wide receiver, awesome defense. Got to watch that that, that division because every team in that division is good. See, this is what I was saying. Now, in our little group text, we were, you know, kind of going back and forth in our league text, and I was talking a little trash on the Jets and, you know. But this is what I mean, though. They, I don't think the Jets D ain't the Browns D. That's all I'm gonna tell you right now. That Browns defense is nasty. Um, I think the Browns definitely got what it takes to uh move on, especially deep run in this playoff. Justin, um, let's go to tight ends. Um, Dalton Schultz ends up at 27, numero uno on the week. Cole Komet had a great day as well, 23.5. Kate Otten with 23 points. Jake Ferguson, a friend of the show, it feels like, with 22.1. And John U. Smith. I wish Jordan was in tonight because he, I think he put them on his ultimate DFS as well, coming in at number five. What do you say, my friend? Who caught your eye here? 
Wow. Did anybody? Is that is that still coming through like that? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta restart my computer or something. Um, this whole freaking tight end roundup here is holy shit. Like you're just over here, like thinking to yourself, who are these people? <laughs> like, oh, come at Dalton Jones. <laughs> I can come right in here and echo you in the back. We are going to hell. Uh, We're going to hell. Uh, well, at least I'll have good friends there. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the one that surprised me is uh, Taysom Hill because consistency. I don't think that we've really seen consistency from Taysom Hill, but he is putting these weeks together where he is top 10, top 5. And I'm like thinking to myself, this guy's in a spot starting where this guy's almost a locked and loaded guarantee start. And you can go and flex him too, because now he's catching passes too. That was always the one thing. He was always the quarterback, the running back, and it was always a weird thing. They designated him as the tight end. But now he's actually doing tight end things and catching passes for touchdowns. So I love it. I'm all here for the Taysom Hill hype for sure. And I know you are too, Coop. Yeah. Basketball teams. Absolutely, I am. Um, I picked him up in other, my other home league because I was struggling with, you know, Evan Ingram's had an okay year, but, you know, it's just been okay. So I pick up Taysom Hill. All of a sudden, my team's on a little streak because this guy is getting it every week. It's been great. Um, let's talk about defense real quick. Chargers, 27. Um, <laughs> so I, I just go say, I said it. Would you play the Jets? Play that other defense because they're going to be great. 27 points on the night, and they – never mind. Colts, 26 points. Browns, 23. Raiders, 19. And the Ravens rounded it out with 15 at number five. All right, let's talk. We talked about some winners. Let's talk about some flops. Can't you morons do anything right? They did their best. Flip flops. Flip flops. They did their best. George, welcome into the building. Sorry, um, our compadre had to come out and come back in. He sounds like he's Satan's whore right now. Uh, George likes to, wants to know, should he trade Kenneth wow. Walker for Bijan? And I, if I'm going to, I'll go to you, Fred, but I will simply just say this is a simple one for me. Hell fucking no. Sorry. Well, no, I take that back. If you're in a dynasty league, uh, yeah. But if you're just in a regular redraft, no. I like what Kenneth Walker does for the Seattle team. Um, Atlanta right now, if you sit there and watch this team, every week when they get to the goal line, it seems like, it's almost like they put in Tyler Algier to score touchdowns. He plays almost as much, if not, um, you know, I don't have the percentages in front of me, so I can't give you the exact numbers, um, but he plays a pretty good percentage of, of the snaps. Um, I know Charbonnet's looked okay, I guess, but the way Kenneth Walker has come out, I would still trust in him. Um, I'd stick with Kenneth Walker. We do appreciate your comment, uh, my brother. We do uh, appreciate you. Fred, do you agree, or would you make this trade? Uh just to play devil's advocate, I, I was actually thinking I would take B. John Robinson only because of the division he's in. It's really, really weak, and they have a bunch of games left over there. I mean, I, um, he is he is everything. They just put – Heineke is the quarterback now, right? So I believe yeah. things only can go get can get better. So I, I, I think if, if, I, if I could and I had enough backing, I would do B. John Robinson for Kenneth Walker. Justin, you sticking with this, or would you, would you make this trade? Oh, you know what's funny is anytime you type in B. John Robinson, the first thing that pops up in the search engine is what happened to B. John Robinson, which is it's kind of how I feel like this entire season. <laughs> like, what happened? I thought you were going to say a picture of Tyler um, popped up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Man, it's tough because like, I trust Kenneth Walker, but – at the same time, Zach Charbonnet has led the team in rushes for two weeks now. It's not looking so good for our boy Walker. 
Um, and, you know, still B. John Robinson is dominating the snap share whenever he's out there. I think that this season hopefully turns around for B. John. I think I would. All right. That's a two to do. One says no. I like it. All right. Let's go to the flops of the week. All right. Quarterback. Tua is 15th. Lamar Jackson at 18th. Justin Herbert, 25th. And there's the one that really was surprised me. Geno Smith, 29th in the league this week. All right. Well, um, Justin, any of these QBs, anything caught your eye here? Um, yeah, man. Freaking how the mighty have fallen. Geno Smith. Holy shit. This guy was QB7 last year. I don't think he's been QB7 all year this year. Not one week has he broken in to that top five um, rankings. Ah, it's been tough. Herbert, I think, you know, that was the one thing I was kind of standing on. I thought that the Jets were kind of going to teeter back on Herbert a little bit, and it worked. I mean, I don't know if it's because they didn't need to use him, uh, but, I mean, that first half, that off. Both offenses were just – it was just like yuck it up. Like, why are we watching this game? Because it was just – there was nothing going on. Jackson at 18, product of not having to do much to win that game, right? His whole run game won that game for him. And then two at 15, that might be the last time I vouch for the Dolphins ever. <laughs> Come on. This I went so hard awesome. to pay for the Dolphins. No salt in the wound. All right. It's already still there. All right. I'm still, I'm still trying to close that thing. I got a whole other week I got to deal with. All right. Let's go to the running backs. Jesus. Yata Foreman, 20th. Uh, Swift, 24th. Kamara, 25th. Chuba Hubbard was 26th. Tony Pollard, 28th. Miles Sanders, 29th. Brees Hall, 30th. Now, that did surprise me. Um, I thought he was going to have a huge day against this you know, Chargers defense. Like, Rundy has been awful. So that was a big surprise last night. James Cook, 34th. Uh, Daryl Henderson Jr., 38th. Singletary, another surprise. Not that I thought he was going to be gangbusters, but to be the only running back on a professional football team and come in 40 seconds, not saying a lot. Kenneth Walker, just discussing, 49th overall. Fred, anything caught your eye there? Three, Kenneth Walker being 49th, don't know what the hell happened. But now, like Justin said, Charbonnet is taking a lot of the reps. <clears throat> Keep your eye on Kenneth Walker. Tony Pollard, I've been hearing it all week. Tony Pollard is not a power back. They, Dallas needs a power back to play the way to play football the way they play. And they totally using Tony Pollard wrong. Nobody likes being used. I don't like Tony Pollard being used like that by Dallas. They're not using him. Using his feet on the outside, nothing at all. The one that really pissed me off who plays on my team that didn't show up was Alvin Kamara. Mm. You're playing the Chicago mm. Bears, dude, and you get nine attempts for 26 yards? Bro, nine attempts, 26 yards, 2.9 a carry? You cannot do that. You cannot do that, Alvin Kamara. We're on the playoff hunt. Let's go, bud. <laughs> it's like tighten up, can't have those things like that. Um, but as far as the Seahawks are concerned, all the way around the Seahawks perform bad. Geno Smith, you're gonna hear some names in here as well. Um, we'll go to the receivers. Mike Evan was 21st, Tyree Hill was 22nd, Terry Scary 25th, DeAndre Hopkins 27th, Jordan Madison 29th, Jalen Waddle 39th, uh, uh Jamar Chase 40th. Um Adam Thielen, 42nd. Devonta Adams, 45th. Cooper Cup, 49th. Uh, Marquise Brown, 52nd. Puka, 54th. And here we go. Tyler Lockett, 55th. And DK Metcalf, 56th. They were back-to-back. -back. How crazy is that? DJ Moore, 58th. KJ Osborne, 73rd. Chris Godwin, 75th. Zay Flowers, 87th. Josh Downs, 89th. And George Pickens, 95th. First, Justin, what do you what do you see here? I see uh, two pairs of teammates that should be top twenty receivers on any given Sunday, and they're in this list. And it's kind of weird. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Then you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. You know, 
that's that's two guys on both teams that you're like usually like okay locked in at least wide receiver two and I couldn't really perform to that level for you. A um, couple other guys, I wasn't really surprised with the Rams guys because the who are they fucking who is dishing it? Brett Rippin, yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, did you guys hear that Carson Wentz just got signed? So right, here we go. The savior is back. <laughs> um, and then, you know what? Another one that was kind of surprising was Chase at 40. Um, I know T. Higgins had himself a day. But, I mean, Chase, Jesus Christ, he just burned my 49ers. And now you're telling me he couldn't burn a secondary that was, like, down to, like, its third cornerback? Is a little bit concerning there. Um, and then I guess the final one would be Devontae Adams because he didn't even get a catch until, like, the end of the third quarter. That was weird. That yeah. was really weird. Super but, weird, indeed. Yeah, considering he was the driving force probably of getting all those guys out of there. He's just like, why don't you get the fuck out of here? Like, Daniels sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was strange that they didn't they feel like he wasn't getting fed enough, and which is just, you know, strange how you're not feeding your best athlete on the field. And, and um, it was it was like not even that he didn't get a catch. It was like he was getting like I think he had one target within the first two quarters. Like right. he really was. You were not even trying to feed him at all. <laughs> right. That's it's really strange. Uh very expensive decoy, at least. Uh let's go to tight ends. Cal Pitts 17th, Logan Thomas 23rd, Trey McBride 27th. Travis Kelsey, 29th. Another one of my players. What? And Michael Myers, 34th. Is there anybody here that caught your eye here other than Travis Kelsey, your boyfriend? Three three receptions for 14 yards and you beat Miami. How the hell did you do it? Um, He he, he was big. Him and Kamara just let me down this week, boy. Uh, Mayor, I really thought him playing the Giants – I thought he was going to get more than two receptions, five and a half yards per catch. I thought he was going to have a way bigger day, and he did not take it. I mean, don't get me wrong. They scored 30 points, but Mayer was no part of it. It was all the running game. They ran all over the Giants. Josh Jacobs was just absolutely killed it. I'm going to put the Dolphin game to bed, but I, I do want to say that um, the earlier uh, – excuse me, earlier in that game when – they called that fumble, the Tyree Hill, the pass, and the fumble. At 99.9% of the time, they call that an incomplete pass, period. He just caught it. He literally caught it. He didn't even – he didn't have a chance to turn around before he was being hit, and the ball was coming out. But because it was pinned between him and the defender, they allowed that bullshit Call to go down should have never happened that way. Anyway, I'm done with it. Let's go waiver wire. Sorry, Justin. Did you say you agreed with that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, it's on a delay. Uh, I said, I'll agree with that because they did that same exact shit with Jamar Chase in the 49er game, and it would have put us in great position to get back in the game. And instead of calling it a fumble, what it rightfully was, they called an incomplete pass. So, yeah. Every time. I feel you. (laughs) I was literally watching the Saints, Bear, whatever game the Bears were playing. Was it the Saints? Yeah, Saints. I'm literally watching it, and the exact same play happened literally called it incomplete like immediately and i'm like that's the thing that got me so much about that play is that they like immediately were like yep they already reviewed it and i'm like how did they already like what anyway all right i gotta move on i gotta move on with my life waiver wire all right so let's go qb um justin i'll go to you for this give me a qb off the waiver wire that you think is worthy of a pickup this week Joshua motherfucking Dobbs. I love this guy's energy. If you need that one week guy, because he's not going to be much more than that. If you saw him in Arizona, he lasted about maybe three weeks where he was fantasy viable. But the first two weeks, he was off the fucking charts. Go with Joshua Dobbs if you got some Jalen Hurts problems this week or you got a Patrick Mahomes issue. Joshua Dobbs will be a nice fit. 
Yeah, Josh Dobbs is a nice fit. However, this week they are playing the Saints. So you got a little bit of a matchup problem. Um, I think this week, anyway, it might be a little tough. I'll Russell say this, Wilson, though. Yeah, Bouncing off of that, Tyson Badgett didn't have a bad day with the Bears against the Saints. So I think the Saints defense is maybe a little bit more myth than actual fact. Well, I don't know if I go that far. They are actually pretty decent, but I think, I think, to your point, I think homeboy Mr. Tyson's actually pretty. He looked okay out there. Like he looked confident. Yeah, His throws were on point. I mean, he ain't all that. Get me wrong, but you know, who knows? You may be right too. All right, the offense we'll looks better with him than it does Fields, and not a lot of people want to say that. Right. No, that is true. It is true. They are moving the football with him. That's why I say it's impressive. Some of the throws he made I, I was impressed with him russell wilson um might be out there they're playing the buffalo bills though so it's a bit of a matchup issue um baker mayfield you got the bucks out there for this week as well so that could be a matchup Ty, uh taylor heineke also could be somebody i think they're playing arizona this week um so that'll be a good matchup for you so if there's somebody you're looking at and you know will levis too i know i talked about chasing the dragon and, you know he had the he had the great game the week two weeks ago and then last week it was just kind of or this week it was just kind of average this could be the week though that he could bounce back with a decent matchup well levis could be a decent play for you this week as well all right fred what about running back you got a running back you we need to go out there and grab even though they're dropping off like flies um i, I would go with antonio gibson with the with the commanders only because you know, last week he had six receptions. He, he doesn't get, as, I mean, six attempts. He doesn't get as many attempts, but he gets always is out there for the pass receptions. And, you know, and he got he still got his speed. If he played like he did in New England, they'll be okay. Six, six attempts, five receptions, still get you maybe seven to 11 points in that range, you know, just to slide him in for one week while while you're, while you're um, running backs are down. And they're dropping like flies, bud. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, and um, I, I wanted to go back a quick, quick second because we were talking about dropping like flies. This is a pretty big bye week because you got the Dolphins off, off, you got Eagles off, you got the um, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs are off and the Rams. So you got some pretty high players involved. Um, and going back to that QB, and I apologize, I didn't have my stats. I got them up now. Um, Will Levis playing the Bucks, and we just I know CJ Stroud is the truth, but you just saw what he just did to them. Um, and on vice versa, Baker Mayfield going against this Titan secondary, and that's not all that good neither. Um, so you could have a sneaky little shootout um there in Tampa um with the Titans and Bucks. So who knows what how that game works out, but uh so a decent matchup uh, in there. Um Zach Charbonnet. Also, uh, as Justin brought up, has been leading um, with the carries and stuff. So it should be somebody you could look out for. Um, we talked about uh, Mitchell a little bit ago. Um, you were saying a lot of that was in garbage time. And he did have a, like a really big run also. So a lot of that also comes off of that as well. But you could be looking at another. He looks almost the part like, dare I say, another A-chan. Like undersized, but makes big plays. Not to say that he's of the same caliber, but he could be that guy that, you know, want to keep in your flex spot because um, he could bust out, you know. But, you know, kind of like with A-Chan, his floor um, could be really low, but that ceiling could also be really high for him as well. So being one of those guys, it's kind of big, big risk. And, you know, big reward, I guess, if you want to say. All right, uh, let's go to receivers. Justin, what say you? Is there a receiver out there you're looking to grab? Uh, yeah, I'm probably looking to grab uh, Demario Douglas if he's still out there. He still looks like the freshest guy in New England. I know a lot of people are going to be on the Noah Brown thing. I like Noah Brown, too, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in Houston. I'm not going to say that he's going to be the most consistent guy. I will say this, Demario Douglas in New England looks like the best receiver, period. And he got fed like he was the best receiver out there. Um, and he was one big play away from actually having a good game. So I will go and take my chances in trying to snag Demario Douglas this week. I said it last week uh, when they played America's team. He looked like the only good player on the Patriots, quite frankly. So, yeah, rightfully so. Feed the guy that's going to make plays. I totally agree. I love everything about Mario Douglas. 
um, especially in PPR. I think you should be, you know, already have him on your roster. Tank Dell, um, if he's out there, Quentin Johnston as well. Um, uh, Shakir, Khalil Shakir, if I could get that out right, has been cementing himself as a third receiver in Buffalo. If take that, if you will, OBJ had a nice game last week. So if you want to take a shot there, Noah Brown, as Justin alluded to, um, I'll go back to the conversation that we were just talking about with Will Levis, though. That's one of those chasing the dragon things. You're not going to get that same production this week. So don't go chasing after Noah Brown and throw him in your lineup thinking you're going to get that this week. Um, just, you know, again, as Justin said, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Um, tight end wise, can you give me a tight end, Fred, that might be on the waiver you want to look at? Listen, I think you have to go with Kata Otten. The reason why is the previous three games, he had receptions of 1-3-1. One, one. The last three games, something hit Baker Mayfield because he had 5-4-5, five, 5-4-6, five, five, and the last one had two touchdowns. Listen, if you got Mike Evans, Godwin out there, you got to hit the big man in the middle, especially when you're struggling sometimes. And, and he was open. I mean, hey, that's the, the Bucs should stay with the same game plan. Keep giving him the ball at least five, six, seven times a game. You know what's funny is as you said that, I now I, I remember the Bucks game like flashing in front of me. And I, that's another way I lost my damn fantasy game. If you remember when the Bucks came down and scored after the Texans scored, Mike mm-hmm. Evans had a pass that he caught and it was looked like it was supposed to be a touchdown and they fucking took it out of it you know put him at the one yard line so (laughs) sorry all right damn fantasy is so bullshit send mike evans a letter be like hey old man do we need to get you aarp you're falling down already. <laughs> he's like, you, he's gonna be like, bro. Did you see the fumble I recovered to save the game? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So Kate Otten, as Fred alluded to, uh, might becoming a nice target. Baker Mayfield, bro. Show this man some respect, bro. Put some respect on Baker Mayfield's name. He's not blowing it out for your fantasy rosters. But for a football-wise, Baker Mayfield, I was impressed that he stuck in there after C.J. Stroud brought him down, and he brought them. I just was talking about that. Mike Evans brought them all the way back down. I was very impressed with Baker Mayfield. Give that man his props this year for sure. Um, Justin, is there a defense you want to stream this week? Anything out there that you like? I'm hammering it home. The Raiders versus the Jets. They already (laughs) took down one incompetent fucking New York quarterback, Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito. And now they're going to do it again against the Zach Wilson, man. Can you imagine Zach Wilson in freaking Max Crosby's arms all game long, getting cradled like a little baby? Oh, man. He looks like a little baby. Exactly. He he looks like he could be cradled real easily and put to sleep. And I think this Raiders defense is going to do just that. They are for real. Like This Raiders defense is really good, but they just had terrible coaching. I think that, you know, might see a little resurgence here. We might be saying Raiders a little bit more in our picks, boys. Raiders. They've been playing pretty good. I agree. Um, Panthers on this Thursday night game against Chicago could be a matchup or Chicago against the Panthers could be either one Steelers this week too against Green Bay could be a nice matchup and Falcons, you know, we we're just talking about that at Arizona. So that's a nice matchup for you well, up there on your wire. All right. Well, it's Thursday night, Fred. I hope you got your dancing shoes on son. Cause it's time for the breakdown. Hey, and it's Tuesday night. That's true. That's true. Well, we're breaking down the Thursday night game. Um, All right. Well, Thursday night, the Panthers at the Bears. Boy, how the hell they get proud of this one, I'm sure. Uh, 48 degrees for this one, partly cloudy. They're calling for winds, though, 15 miles an hour. So make sure you want to check up on that prior to the game. Bears lead this series seven to four. They've won two in a row the series. The last time they won was in 2020, and they won 23 
to 16. The Bears are favored by three and a half, and the over-under is 39 and a half. As far as fantasy goes, Panthers, against fantasy QBs, they are 11th. Against running backs, they are 31st. Receivers, they're 7th. And against tight ends, they're ninth. Not a bad defense. Bears, 27th against QBs, 5th against running backs, 18th against wide receivers, 30th versus the tight end. I'll go to you first, Justin. First, give me some guys you like and don't like in the matchup, and then give me your winner. Uh, so I like I like Bryce Young in this matchup. I think that you know it's going to really come into play here that the Bears have been that bad against the quarterback position. Uh, Miles Sanders showed a little bit of life last week, but it's not going to be enough for me to want to stick him in my lineups. Uh, Adam Thielen, lock in, always going to be a good flex option for him. Um, they got this young kid, Tommy Tremble, who's starting to make a little waves. I'll, I'll let him sit on the back burner and make some more waves before I add him to my team, but definitely somebody to put on your watch list. Uh, as far as the rest of the receivers, I mean, you can take a shot with DJ Chark. I'd prefer not to, but I wouldn't blame you if you did. On the other side, Tyson Badgett, man, we were just talking about it. This team looks a lot better with him as the quarterback. And it's starting to scare a lot of people because people are like, what do we do with Justin Fields? Do we give him the contract extension? Do we trade him? What's going to go down? Um, As far as week 10 goes, I would say if you have a super flex issue and you need somebody to start because you lost either Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes or Tua, I'd say it's not a bad option. Tyson Badgett, not a bad option to throw in there. The Panthers have been pretty bad um, this year, all in all. And then, as far as the running back goes, I don't want to. I don't want to pick up that one. Uh, I'll go with DJ Moore and say Cole Komet and wrap it up with that. And my win, are we picking? Are we making our picks too? Making your pick. My pick is going to be the movie theater. The movie theater is going to win. Because I'm going to take my wife out to a date night and not watch this game. (laughs) This is is really the go get a beer game for sure. This this game has South Alabama versus Alabama State written all over it. I just do not (laughs) We're on ESPN. What are you saying? All right, Fred. Give me uh, some guys you like and don't like. Who's your winner? Uh, I'm going to start off with my winner this time. I think it's going to be the Bears. And and the reason why is um, Khalil... Herbert has been a full participant in practice. So I believe he does come back for this game. Um, he will play somewhat. Now, Justin Fields has been limited in practice. So this is my problem here because, you know, like like, like uh, Justin saying, it's Thursday. Would they let him rest one more week, let Badge play? So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I love Thielen, but I, my, 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 my guy is going to be this week is going to be Herbert. I think he's going to come back and, and, and get that Chicago train going. All right. Well, I like the Panthers in this one. Um, you know, from what I was looking at last week, uh, Panthers won. Being on a bye is always good for them, but, you know, not last week, obviously. But um, I think in this particular matchup, defensively is where they are going to reign supreme over this Bears team. I think C.J. Stroud has kind of found his stride a bit, if you will. Not to say he's gangbusters out, but he's a lot more seasoned right now um, than Tyson Badgett. So I just think he'll... What did I say? CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Then it would be no problem. My bad. Yeah, the other guy. The other guy they drafted. Um, Again, I just think defensively, anyway, the Panthers uh, reigns cream over there. I'll just shut the hell up because I obviously have no idea. I'll be watching hockey, bud. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I can't, it's like hard to even break that game down. It's like, oh my God, are we really talking about this game? All right, well, listen, it's week 10. We got to put in our waiver requests, so I'm glad you guys stuck in with us tonight. But now we got to find out if those waiver requests are going to be sophisticated. Our boy, Andrew LaDuke, Mr. Mallard, is in for his sophistication station. <laughs> 
Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello, welcome to another stop on Sophistication Station. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard of the Divots and Pivot Show and Dynasty Hour Show. And we have more waiver wire pickups for you to make tonight to set your team up for a deep playoff run. Let's start with Josh Dobbs and making his debut in Minnesota, doing just enough. Sometimes all you need is a team to rally around you. With Jefferson returning soon and the rest of his weapons and the QB situation around the league being as grim as it is, Dobbs could be a top 15 QB down the stretch. I think a lot of people who owned him earlier in the season have dropped him, so look for him on your waiver wire. And then Cade Otten, tight end in Tampa, has three straight games of six-plus targets. Otten is still a touchdown-dependent play, but he is turning upwards, making those touchdowns more likely to happen. And then Taylor Heineke in Atlanta, now taking over fully as the starter there. Heineke gives this entire offense its best chance to succeed. His weapons are talented enough to get you around probably 13 points a week. And then Keaton Mitchell, he's getting more and more involved in Baltimore, which is notoriously a run-heavy offense. This is another instance of why not, given the other options around the league. He's got more touches than Edwards this past week, and because he ripped off a long run, we should continue to see him trending upwards in, once again, a run-heavy offense. So look for Keaton Mitchell to get some more chances to find that end zone. Once again, I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, and this was Sophistication Station. Stay classy, my friends. Stay classy, my friends. Get those waiver wire requests in. It's a busy week, and you got a championship to win. All right, we'll see you guys on Friday. We'll be back to break down all of Week 10, and we'll talk about the great matchup Thursday night that we will have witnessed. Well, some of us will anyway. Um, and then on Sunday, don't forget, wake up with us at 8 a.m. We'll be here. We've got a great lineup on the Fantasy Sports Corporation to get your team ready to win your championship. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. Hit that subscribe, like, hit a comment. We appreciate you, and we are out.